So he left. He left and went out of town. Mm. And this happened. Mm -hmm. We're at the two dots on Dalit Ahmed Bays. And we said that there's a minimum size of a sukkah of ten tfachim, ten fists. It's pretty easy to measure. You put one fist, you know, and you work your way up. Yeah, about table height. Less than that uh, will be no good. So, Manolan, where do we know that from? So, there's a pair of rabbis that are often mentioned in this uh, part of Moed. Uh, it's Rab and Rav Hanina and Rav Yochanan and Rav Chaviva. Those, those were the two pairs, the two groups of Chavrusas. Masni Bekulus, you'll come across those names uh, all throughout Seder Mohid. But, Kolki Hagazug, when you have the two of them, Chalufei Reb Yochanan, Umail Reb Yonason. Some people say, instead of Yochanan, it's supposed to be Yonason. Okay, fine, this is a question of, of who said what. So, the source for ten is the Aron. We'll see the idea of a sukkah is a place where the shekhinah uh, uh, comes down, and we go into the makam shekhinah, which is really, a, a, in other words, the, um, uh, the, the clouds of glory. The idea of a sukkah is that this is the structure that Hashem made where we reside under his intense protection. The, the, uh, the mishkan was really a, a, a big sukkah, in fact, the Beis HaMikdash is called Sukkot's David. And that's what we say in benching. David What does it have to do with the Sukkah? The answer is the Sukkah is a Beis HaMikdash. You pick up on all kinds of things. They're interesting, like, you know, just don't hit you during Sukkah, you know. So the source for that is the Aaron. And the Aaron, what's the size of the Aaron? Aaron Tisha. The Aaron was nine. The Kaporis and the lid of the Aaron was, was ten, was a tefa. Karikanasara. And how do we know that that's a, all right, so it's true the Aaron was 10, but how do you know that that's like uh, an area, the small area? Because it says, and I will have a meeting with you there. That's this word, is the same word as vad or moed. I will meet you over there. And I'll speak to you, God will speak to you from above and we'll be below. Uh, as we turn to today's page, Vitanya, Rabbi Yossi Omer, Ma'olam lo yordushkina lamata. Now, when Hashem speaks to us, He comes from above. That intense presence is above. Velo ola Moshe ve'Eliyahu lamarim, and we don't fly up. Even Eliyahu and Moshe, they got their feet on the ground. They don't fly up, and Hashem doesn't fly down. It's like we're in our area, and Hashem is higher up. Shinamra Hashemayim Shemayim Hashem. It says the heavens they belong to Hashem. Oh, it's no, no, it's no live now. In other words, we got our place. We're here on the earth, and you can't always do that, though, right? Because it's like you have the uh, if you were Hashem said he'll come down and see what happened to Shalom. He'll he'll come down oh, from the know? highest spot, but yeah. but he's still above ten. Uh-huh. He doesn't walk on the earth. In other words, he's asking about where it says in uh, Sodom that a. Uh, Hashem will come down and see. So doesn't coming down mean that he comes into our space? Does it, especially if he uh, sends angels down. I don't know. That's an interesting question. But generally speaking, Hashem is above 10. This one says Hashem never comes. And we always stay below 10. So then the Gemara says... say that we should only have 10 as a max, not the um, 10 is the minimum here, the minimum maybe, size. Maybe, yeah. maybe saying comes down to 10... Mm-hmm. Then, then maybe 10 should be the max size, but not the minimum size. Okay, all right. 
He's saying, well, if we learn out that, that maybe you can't have a sukkah bigger than that. All right. It'd be pretty, uh, we'd be bending, a lot of bending on sukkahs. That's an interesting point. Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, we don't. Below Yerid, so the Gemara says, is it true, though, that Hashem never, in a certain way, this is like your question, below Yerid, Shekinah Lamata, doesn't the Shekinah ever come down? What about Harsinai? It says, Vayerid Hashem al Harsinai. He came down. Well, it's pretty high. <laughs> yeah, but it starts from wherever the floor is. You know, in other words, he came down to the top of the mountain. So the more it says, Lamalanasar. When he comes down, he's still higher than ten. See, the reason why I thought your question was strong was that the angels who represented Hashem were on the ground. Here we're talking about this presence of Hashem still hovers over the earth. It doesn't actually hit within the ground. Because yeah. uh, when Avramina saw them, he thought they were humans. Oh, I always wondered how he, they hid the, the fact that they only had one leg. That's an interesting point. No, so I, I think they were allowed to go uh, in disguise, you know, have a fake, you know, look like they had two legs. Or, yeah. I still think Saddam was a strong question. Cause if if well, they were allowed to fake eating, then they could fake. He's asking, oh, we, got, we got into this whole discussion about Hashem <laughs> sending us, you know, yeah. yeah uh, I still think Saddam was a stronger question than the Gomorrah posed because Saddam is a lower altitude. It's a lower, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, too. It's lower everything. That's a good point. That's a good, a very interesting thought. Um, yeah, I've achieved. So uh, now there's an, uh, a navi uh, where it talks about uh, in the future that uh, Hashem is going to come down and uh, punish the uh, Gentiles. Uh, that mess with us. So it says, He's going to put his foot down <laughs> on Harazesim, on the Mount of Olives. So if Hashem's going to put his foot down, then he's coming down here. <laughs> so the Morris says, no, that's the Malamesaratvachim. Maybe that's, that's still higher than 10. So his foot is going to be down, but he's going to be hovering. Uh, now, so that's, so again, we're, 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 we're getting into areas that are difficult to discuss because Hashem really doesn't have a physical presence. So if he doesn't have a physical presence, so how does, you know, but, but we're assuming kind of at this point that since it speaks in a physical way, that, that we can f- figure that out. So our first questions were, doesn't Hashem come down? We're saying, no, his presence is always above. Now the question is, is that true that we never go up? Both Moshe and Elio both seems like they went up. Moshe went up... Uh, Moshe Moshe went up to God. Uh, he went up to Harsina. He went up there. So the Morris said, He went up. He didn't go so far up. <laughs> he was still <laughs> below 10. It doesn't say, it says he went up, but it doesn't mean that he left the physical realm. Uh, but what about Elio? Elio went up on the, yeah, that was Elio was known for that, like flying up in the air and going up on the, uh, the chariot or uh, that's he went up in the uh, like the whirlwind of the heavens. So that sounds like he really was up pretty high. The worst is there's no proof. It could be that also was below ten. So at this point, you ask any question, I'll just say uh, Right, pretty much. So they explained why the first one. Why why did we think this? You know, this was a little different. Uh, this one sounds like he's going in the. You know, this this 
sounds like he was flying. You know, he goes up in a whirlwind. It sounds like his feet left the ground. So the Gemara is saying, even if he left the ground, he didn't leave that high. It's almost like the Wright brothers. They they stay pretty close to the ground. You know, and they. So if there's really heaven up there where Hashem is, when it says uh, for Moshe didn't go up, did he go up with beyond the heaven or into the heaven border, but less than ten, or he stayed still in the earth atmosphere, so to say, let's call it, uh, within ten. Yeah, I understand exactly what I don't know. And did he not have gravity for four minutes like it happened yesterday? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So I, I don't know. I, I hear your question. I Aye, Now, so we're saying that Moshe never really flew up there. He never, he had his feet on the ground or, or he was at least within 10, right? So is that true? Vaksiv ma'okos p'nei kisei. Pirsha lovanani. It says like this, that uh, Moshe Rabbeinu grabbed the throne um, uh, the Hashem, basically, the uh, it, going into the divine realm was very dangerous for humans, because usually only angels can get that close. In other words, that we're flesh and blood. Uh, the nature of humans are that we uh, um, uh, we make mistakes, and we're we're like a, we're a step above the animals, but we're not quite angels. And so, when Moshe Rabbeinu went up to the heavens, he was challenged by the angels. And uh, they said, what are you doing here? What's the flesh and blood doing? This is the Midrashim, really attack Moshe Rabbeinu. And uh, uh, Hashem tells them, well, just grab onto my throne. And uh, if you're holding onto my throne, again, whatever that means, you, the angels can't mess with you. So it says over there, and I'll put my special cloud on you. Hashem like, gave him a little bit of shekina, um, and so... If Moshe, basically, Moshe wasn't, this didn't take place on earth. He must have been up, up yeah, there somewhere. In the heavenly realm, if he's grabbing the so throne. Ah, oh, that's the answer. <laughs> Lama Tameasar. Yeah. yeah, but it says he held on to the throne. We, the throne's not down here. Right. So the Gemara said, no. It sunk, it levitated down. The bottom of Hashem's throne uh, could have levitated down to the earth. But not and he grabbed it. So when, where he grabbed it was below, below 10. ten. That's right. So um, the bottom line is we can't really prove uh, these kind of because in our terms we never really know what it means. He went up. He went down. It's going to be tough to to bring a proof to, uh, uh, against this. That's so. All right, so the Gemara now is not going to challenge that for the moment, okay? Uh, but bishlema arantish. All right, so let's let's assume for a second uh, we accept that Moshe never went up and Hashem never came down. Fine. Excuse me. So how do we translate Yishtarubi, Yishtarubi? It came down. It lowered down. Okay. It uh, the throne levitated down. Okay. It was a moving throne. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's the idea that the footstool is down here, that sometimes Hashem, on Yuma, on Yom Kippur, it's like Hashem comes down. Um, I told, you know, that's why when the, the, uh, we say Hashem Elohim seven times, the closing of the gates. It's so like His presence comes down to earth. 
It's a little bit debatable. Do we go up, you know, or does he come down? Like, or is it a combination of the two? Like, we're like angels on Yom Kippur. That's why we say Baruch Shem, and that's why we don't eat, we don't drink. Okay. So, but uh, the Gemara now is not going to challenge this because it realizes we can't really prove uh, what these uh, terminology mean. So, Bishlema, uh, all right. So, let's accept that, that, that concept, that, that since the Aaron was 10, uh, that's one area, and we're building an area with the sukkah. A minimum size for an area is going to be 10. So, Bishlema, Aaron, Tisha, I know the fact that the Aaron was 9 to him uh, high, that's written in the Torah. So that, that an amma and a half is nine. Six, uh, an amma is six tvachim, and a uh, half is three, and so that's nine. Yeah, it's nine tvachim. So, so how did you get the, uh, so the way you get the ten is with the cover. How do you know that the cover of the ark, maybe the lid, how do you know the lid was a tefak thick? You know, and this is gold here too. So how do you know? Anytime, any vessel in the base of Migdash, the Torah gives you the size of them. So, it didn't actually say the size over here of the lid. The height, the height, the thickness, right. So the more said, Well, we can learn what's the minimum size. What's the smallest thing you had of those vessels? You never see some mascaras tefach. You made like a rim around, and that rim was a tefach. So you see the smallest thing mentioned is a tefach. So it could the, have been bigger than that, even. It could have been right. bigger, right? But the minimum, the minimum right. is ten. And that's going to be pretty heavy too, like you know, gold bars if they're pretty heavy. Yeah. So my lahal I've got tefach. So just like over there, that uh, that minimum size uh, vessel in the base of was a tefach. Mm-hmm. So we can assume that the lid was ten. Was a tefach. I have a nailif mikalem gufayu. So why do we learn from like a rim? Why don't we learn from a vessel itself? Uh, and the vessels themselves were actually bigger than uh, than a tefach. So the Gemara says, "Tvasta meruba lo tvasta, tvasta mad tvasta." It's a famous expression, which means that we uh, you can't prove that it's from something bigger. But if you go to the minimum, then you could prove it. At, at, at a minimum, it's going to be. Um, yeah, yeah, very much so. Tvasta. <laughs> There, uh, there is a Rashi here. We can try this Rashi. Yeah, let's try the Rashi. Tafasta Maruba. Kol Dover Shamashma Maruba. There are many things that could be more. Umuit. They could be less. In Tafasta Esamuit, if you assume the minimum, Yafa Tifshit. That's going to be a good proof. To Batsamihachilo Mashma. Because less than that, it's not. It's, if you go with the, the smaller one, nobody can, can argue with you there. And if you see that it was a little bigger, how received, so you add to it. Below, not so me, memai shebiat kaklum. You won't, you, you, you won't, it won't take away if you assume the minimum. On the other hand, the im tafasta maruba, if you grab something that's too big, lo tafasta, you won't grab it. Sha'atanira keshakrin bedivrecha, because you'll appear like a liar in your, actually, strong words here. Maybe you should have grabbed the smaller one. 
here basically you grab too much. So you know what? You're going to lose your credibility. You won't grab it. You can always add more. It's a parable. Each Rashi has its own. Uh, it's true. Different Masechtas has uh, sometimes a different feel to it. Okay. So, so, so what are they saying? This is sort of like a, a concept. It's not really like a halacha. They, they just basically. The, the word tafasta maruba lo tafasta is a parable. In other words, if you grab for too much, you won't, you won't reach it. So, in other words, we always. Uh, the Morris question was well, maybe we should learn from a bigger one. Well, you could knock that out of the ballpark. You know, that's, that's not something you could hold on to. If you stick with the minimum, Nobody can argue on that. So okay. if it turns out later that the, the cover was a little bigger, so it's no big deal. But if it turns out it was smaller, then, uh, you know, the, all right, all right. So that's the expression. First wide line. All right. Why don't we learn out from the, uh, it, it's, the tzitz, the gold plate, was not a tefak thick. It would have been quite heavy on his forehead. There, wouldn't be, there wasn't much room up there also. He had to get the tefillin and he had to get the, the cap over there. So that tzitzitanya, tzitz doma kamin tas shilzov. What was the, the, the tzitz was like a gold plate, vorachov beitz etzbosov, and it was two fingers wide. Vomuki ve'ozenloz, and it went from one ear to the other. Because of Allah ve'ishitin, and there were two rows of writing. Yud kelemala was the the yud kelemala, v'kodesh l'ashem underneath. So l'madio l'mata. The Kodesh, the Kodesh, and then Laman for Lashem. The Kodesh Lashem Milmata underneath. Thank you. So uh, now the uh, Omer Rebbe Eliezer. Now we that was the Gemara. Gemara said that they understood that there were two words written, two rows of writing on the on the tits. But Rebbe Eliezer, the son of Yosi, said no. He said I saw it in Rome. Because of the Kodesh Lashem Beshita Achas, I saw the real one. I got in the Vatican over there. It was all on one line. Um, but that was that was a different question. And the uh, was too. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, uh, but it's interesting though. The first opinion didn't change their mind because he said he saw the he saw the uh, he saw it. Right. So, but at any rate, so why don't we learn from the tzitz that it wasn't actually a tefach wide? And we said you learn from the the minimum. Well, the minimum would be two fingers. Yeah, so that's the answer. Donakli mikleve, donakli mikleve. That's kind of like a piece of clothing. Well, let's, let's learn vessels. Uh, the art cover is a vessel, is a, is a construction thing. Whereas uh, that's a takshit. That's a piece of jewelry or something like an adornment. I wonder how they consider the parochic also, because that's probably not a tefak um, I, I think it was. It was because uh, um, yeah, I think it was at least because dimensions. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, with some with, uh, Michael's asking about the curtains, if the curtains were a tefak, but I think they were. Remember, they filled up the ama. Um, well, they went in between the curtains. I don't know, but uh, I, I'm not sure. But I would I would have assumed that the curtains were a tefak thick. Uh, and that would be a, a kli. The curtains would be a kli. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's so. Thick. It's like you saying the fabric was that thick or something. I imagine so. Well, yeah. It might be included in the. We had all those strings and all the, but. Uh, Where I stand, mm-hmm. I don't know if you have this uh, picture book. No. Mm. In, in this picture book, they give the different sheet of Kodesh Lashem, the different lines 
Mm-hmm. Rashi, the Ravid, and the Rambam, and and based on what you said, I don't understand the source of why someone would be to the left, someone would be to the right. They, they put Kodesh Hashem on reverse lines, the same lines that mm-hmm. they, we would infer from the Gemara that other than that it could all be on one line from Elizabeth Rabbiosi, we would would be the rationale that they would be like Hashem would be on the top and Kodesh would be below, or won't be to the right, won't be to the left. I um I don't uh, yeah I don't really think from Argamora alone you see that um I in other words I think since Argamora mentions the writing so then people have different uh, reasons why the the left and the right but Argamora really I don't think goes into it uh, just whether it was one line or two Argamora says but what, there's a whole discussion in the Rishonim how uh, how it was written. Uh, which the, the art scroll also has a little bit, but I don't believe we actually see that from our Gemara. It's just this is a good place to talk about it. If not, not here, where else? Uh, 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 that, that's my understanding. Yeah, that's it. Um, there is, we could do a Rashi here on the tzitz. Let's take a quick look at that. Kodesh Lamed Milmata Garcinin, we're Goris. Yeah, it's about a little bit lower than the middle. Ani Reisi Barom. They brought him into the treasure house, like we said uh, in Mila, Beben Talmud. If you remember, he looked at the treasure house, so he took a look at the tzitz over there. And then takshit is a malbish la'adam, it's something a person wears. So you can't bring a proof for a kain gadol wears a tzitz. It's true, it was smaller, but that's different than a vessel. The minimum vessel was a tefach. So then the Gemara says, well, why don't we learn out from Neilif Mizar? Let's learn out from, there was a, uh, a rim that was on some of the vessels that was attached. And that rim, that was a tiny rim. And that was on the ark. And so uh, that's not a vessel. That was like an um, adornment. It was like a, like a gold band that was hammered on or something. You know, so... It was like a sort of like a little... Decoration. Decoration. Like a little... Like, like a crown, a sort of like... Why are you going up and down? Wasn't it like a piece, like a, it's like a little... There is sort of like a crown. Right, right. So I think they always draw it like a triangle. Oh, I see, I see. <laughs> okay. But either way, it was very small. So again, if we're learning the minimum size, maybe the cover of the Aaron was not a tefak. It was just a... So the more said, done and clean me cleave, ain't done and clean me hexically. We're talking about a whole vessel here, not, yeah. not something that gets pounded put on top of the vessel. So then the Morris says, Yehachim Misgeris Nami Hekshikli. Well, there's uh, something called a Misgeris. Um, and uh, that's, um, that was on the table. And uh, that... Um, that um, it was like a border, yeah. So, um, so why don't we? Uh, oh, uh, so then uh, that wouldn't be a uh, that wouldn't be a source either. So the Morris says miskeres lamata haisa, that was below. There, there was on the aron there was a miskeres. So the Morris saying no, that was that was below. That wasn't added above. So hanika that works lamadiyah miskeres that that was below. But if you say it was above, Michael Maymer. Um, so there was a, um, the, uh, the, the question here is that the, the, it would end up being uh, that you have to add that to the size if you include the Miss Garris. Um, 
which would be an opposite of the quince. They're trying to use that as a proof to make it thinner than or less than a tapa. Now that the Gomorrah is twisting it so that that actually would add to the thickness of whatever it's been decorated, or whatever it is decorating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's just opposite. Yeah. So, um, so how are we going to explain that? Maikonemer. So Gomorrah high hexaclihu. So Lumora says, but that's um, uh, that that's also uh, that's um, the lid over here is just like uh, it's, it should. Uh, it, it, right now, basically, we're hard pressed to prove that it was a tefak big, is what we're saying, because it's also the lid is also part. It's not an independent <clears throat> vessel; it's part of a vessel, and so just like we had before, that something that's a hexakli doesn't have to be a whole tefak only a kli itself, how do we know, getting back, that, the, uh, that it was a full tefach? So uh, we're back to the drawing board. How do we know that the aron uh, was ten? Uh, well, we're going to stick with something that the Torah gives a measure. And don't bring a proof from the gold plate or from the rim, over there, the Torah doesn't mention a size at all. So whereas over here, the Torah is sticking to a size. So first we thought we would answer it by saying there's a difference between the lid and those rims or the gold plate. And then we came out, well, it's really not so different. And so if it was not so different, then we should be able, maybe it's just a tiny lid. So Morris said, at the end of the day, there the Torah didn't give a measure, and here the Torah gives it a size. And so the assumption is the minimum size is going to be a tefach. Um, that's the, um, uh, so that's how we uh, would know that the Aaron was uh, 10. Rev Huna, he says, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the proof, Mehacha, from the following. And again, you see, we beat up on that proof before about the, the, the lid, and so... That's where Rehuna looked for another solution. He says it says like this, Apnea Kaporos Kedma. It says that the, uh, the cover was Kedma. Ve'en Panim, it says it's the, to the, uh, uh, it faced to the, it, it, it uses the word Kedma, which means it faced that direction. Ve'en Panim, and the word face means it was at least a Tefach. So since it uses the word the cover faced, uh, it means that it's, uh, it uses the, uh, the term face, uh, minimum face is always going to be a tefak. That would be the, the side of the, basically, like the side of the table here. That's right. It would be a tefak wide. I ve'ema ka'ape devar yupni. Well, there's some pretty big faces out there. You got a really big bird. Big bird has a, uh, has a big face. So the more I said, shvastamurilotafas. Let's not talk about huge birds. So then the more said, but if you stick with a small, you know, the minimum size is a tefah. Well, what about a uh, what about like a hummingbird, like a tiny, you have a tiny bird who's got a tiny face. So the more said, so that's very small. So how do we know what kind of face? We're saying the Torah used the word face to describe the cover, and face is at least a tefah. Well, maybe it was a big face. No, that's a, uh, we, we have to assume like it's a minimum size. So then maybe it's a tiny bird. So Amr Abachabar Yaakov Ravuna Pene Pene Gamarksiv. He will learn out the word this word of face from the other time it uses the word face, which is by a human. Ksiv Hakha Pinea Kaparus, it says this is the face of the cover. Baksiv Hasum, 
This word kaparis is, is again is the word for the cover of the ark. And it says the face of your father Yitzchak. So that's a human face. So certainly it's got to be a tefak big, because again it uses the word face, the face of the ark, and, it, and the only the other place that we find that used is by a person. So the Morris says, well, the shomala. Um, well, if you're going to pick a face, why go to Yitzchak? Why don't you go to an earlier? Uh, why don't you go to one of the faces of the angels? Exceed. Uh, where Yaakov said, when I saw Esau's face, it was like I saw the face of an angel. So, um, uh, and over there, that would have been a, a, a bigger, uh, why don't we learn, if you have to pick a face, why pick a small face? Uh, and a human face is usually bigger than a tefak. So the more I said, tefasta mruba lo tefasta, tefasta mo tefasta. We can't pick such a, you can't, you, you, let's go with the small a reasonable size that we can prove that every face is going to be at least a tefach. Yeah, yeah, a small human face. Whereas if you're going to pick like a, a big angel or a big uh, big man, that's not going to, uh, that's Tvasta Maruba. So then the Gemara says, Venelis um, Mikru, let's learn out from the face of the, uh, of the cherubs. Uh, uh, it says the face over there. So, uh, uh, he says that, well, they were only a tefak. That's perfect. The cherub faces were a tefak. He's also going to learn like that, that that's the source. It uses the word face by the cherubs, and those were. So at first we were thinking animal faces, and there's big faces and small faces. And then we said, well, minimum human face, but there's big human faces. So then we said we learn how to face from the cherub, and that's his source. But, and, but we don't really have a size on those faces. But we know that they're at least a tefak. Okay. So then the Gemara says, what exactly is a cherub? What is a cherub? So Amrevo Karabia, it's a uh, child. It's a young child. Shekain Bavavo Korlinuka Rabia. In Babylonia, Aramaic, they called the child Rabia, and so a cherub is kirabia, like a child. It's like a, we try, when we're in front of Hashem, we're like innocent, like a child, like a, uh, we view ourselves like Hashem's child. That's, uh, that's why we have the, the cherubs there. Um, other people learn that, that uh, we invest in our children, you know, like our, our, um, uh, our loyalty to Hashem is that we raise our children uh, to, to serve Him. That's what it said by Avravinu, because we knew that his children would follow in his ways. So therefore, the, uh, the, the, the Keruvim, the Torah, has the face of the children, because uh, they always say this over at these uh, dinners where they want you to support the day schools. You know, like the, uh, you, know, you have to support the children, and the, uh, that's, the, uh, that's in the Holy of Holies. Omerle, Abai, Elamiyata, all right, you want to pick the, the Keruvim, the cherubs, exceed. Pinei echad, pinei kruv, or pinei shein, pinei adam. Doesn't it say that the face of one of them was like a cherub and one was like a human? So the Gemara says, "Hainu kruv, hainu adam." Really, they're both. Uh, the the cherub was a human, just as, like a like a child, a small. So ape rapi ape, you got a big face and a small face. But uh, the bottom line is, it was the minimum was a tefach, and so. Uh, you see that the cover, which it talks about the face of the cover, the word face was only used on something the minimum size of a tefah. So then the Gemara says, Umay, 
So Umar is really giving us a hard time here about the, the Aaron, <laughs> that, uh, that we pick that. Umar says, Umay de Chalola Sora. All right, so let's, let's, let's give you that the lid was a tefach and the Aaron was nine, and it's a total of ten. Let's accept that for a moment. Again, we proved that the lid was a tefach. But uh, the, uh, so the size of a sukkah has to be ten. So how do you know that the, the size of the space is ten besides the schach? Ema bahare schach. Maybe it's ten with the schach, which uh, would be a smaller space. In other words, we're saying that the minimum sukkah has to be ten high of hollow, and then you can put the schach higher than that. So how do you know that? If we're learning out from the yarn, the whole yarn was only 10. So maybe the whole sukkah is 10 and the schach is lower than that. So Ella, so now at this point, Igmar says, you're right, forget it. Uh, scratch that. The whole page and a half that we learned from the yarn, you're right. Let's not learn out from the yarn. So where do we learn out that uh, the 10? Ella mi beis olam in gamar. We learn out from the beis amigdush. Why? It says over there, Habayis HaShobon HaMelech Shlomo LaShem Shishim Ama Orchav Esim Rachvo V'Shloshim Ama Kamaso. It says over there, the size of the Beis HaMikdush was 60 Amas wide and 20, uh, 60 Amas length and 20 Amas wide and 30 Amas height. V'Ksiv Kamas HaKruv Echad Osa B'Yama. And it says the height of the, of the uh, cherub uh, was 10 Amas. The Kena Kruva Sheni, and the second one was also. Vitanya, my Bitsina Bezalam and Kruvi Mishalashabais. And now it comes out that if it was 30 Amas high and the cherubs took up 10, hey Nomdim, Mishkanami, it would be the same by the Mishkan, would be similar. Kruvi Mishalashabais, hey Nomdim. Now there was a difference in the Beis Amigdash, the cherubs were on the floor, and the Mishkan, the cherubs were on the ark. So Mishkan Kamahave Eser Amas. And the Mishkan was ten Amas, Tixiv Esra Amas Orach Akeresh. The Kama Havilahu Shitin Pushkis. It's sixty Pushkis, sixty Amas. Tosa Kama, how much would thirty be? Would be a third of sixty would be twenty. Havi Esrim would be twenty. Dalasara, if you take out the ten of the Arun Likaporis, Pashulay Asara, you have ten left for the cherubs. Tixiv Ayakruin Pushkin Vailamala, Sokmukanfeyam Ala Kaporis. It says that the cherubs, it uses the word schach, that the cherubs were above the lid of the ark, that they were schach, the keruvim were the schach of the aron. So you see that the schach starts above the ten. It's very interesting to this whole idea that we're going to learn the schach of our sukkah from the cherubs on top of the aron. But that's what the Gemara is doing. So I then, the, see how they consider those spaces small if they're ten amos tall. That's huge. Oh, yeah, that's true. So then the Gemara says, I, I guess we're just, uh, it was assumption was the minimum was it? It could be bigger. Right. It could have been a bigger face. Um, so then the Gemara says, "Umai did gadfayu ilu roshayu kaima." So now we got to figure out where the wings were. Uh, we're saying the wings were the schach. So how do we know that the wings were next to their head? Maybe Dilma lahade rosh. Maybe the wings were like near their heads. So Omer Ravacha Bar Yaakov Lamal. It says Milmala. Uh, 
So Morris said, well, maybe it's, it's much higher. Miksiv Lamao doesn't say it's that high. So, uh, therefore, the bottom line is, the, uh, the schach goes above the Aaron, not including the space of the Aaron. So that's the source. So, said, so, so far, <laughs> again, uh, we're still learning from the Aaron, and we've knocked off all the questions. Now the Morris throws in uh, the bomb. That's good, like we're call Ha'amos Habibaninis. That we're assuming that uh, the Amas were, uh, how big is an Amma? So we're assuming that it's five Tvachim, that it's uh, five fifths. But according to Yehuda, it says Amash Obinin Shisha Tvachim. He says that that's true of the vessels, but uh, that's true of the building, uh, the structure, but vessels was five. So if, it's, if each uh, amma of the ark was only five, because if you're only using five tfachim, Timnu-Palda, it comes out they were only eight and a half tfachim long. Pasha, we're missing one and a half tefach. So now all of a sudden our, our, our perfect model of ten tfachim uh, is gone. Uh, because if you learn that the, uh, the amas were the smaller amma because of the vessels, so we no longer have our ten tefachim aron. You needed the six and the three and the one. Right. So, uh, so, um, Ema I would say, uh, a sukkah adahavi chad sariu palga would have to be, um, uh, you're missing the, uh, um, uh, uh, you're missing the size of the, of the lid on the sukkah. So, um, uh, the, if that's the source of the sukkah, then you could have a sukkah that was eight and a half. Um, so uh, we're, the, the, the bottom line is, this isn't working. This uh, lima that we have from the Aaron, after we spent a page and a half making it work, now we admit it's not a good proof. So, how do we know that the minimum size of a sukkah is ten? That's halacha motion we see. And where do you see? You can't just make it up. How do you know that the the measure was alacha Moshe Sinai? Because we have the famous rule, Kolashirim, uh, the rule, the, all the measures, Kazayas, Kabez, all those things, and uh, the rules of Chatzitin and interposition, U and the rules of the walls, halacha Moshe Sinai. So. The, at the end of the day, we're saying that how do we know that's the minimum size of sukkah? That's Allah Moshe Mishinai, because uh, we can't prove it from the Aaron. Now, the Morris says, are you sure that those are Allah Moshe Mishinai? Dear Raisinidu, the Torah mentions these sizes. Where is that? Dixiv, because it says, Eretz Chita V'Sorva V'Gefim V'Tainu V'Rim Eretz Zayish Shemu Dvash. The Torah picks the seven fruits, the seven species, so why does what, what is why is the Torah telling us from that pasuk? He said the Torah is telling us the different measures that are used, and where we so uh, our answer was that this was halacha Moshe Misinai, and that measures the sizes of things were all halacha Moshe Misinai. But now the Gemara is saying, but there is this pasuk that sounds like it's from the Torah, and how do we what what halacha of the Torah is this measure? Because Namrachita, the Torah me- measure, tells us the purpose of a grain, Lebeis Hamanuga. That has to do with the rules of a plague on a house, the Tanan. Hanikta Sebeis Hamanuga Kela Kasefa, Vistanda Tuis Biyadov. 
Let's say a person walked into a house that was condemned because it had a plague. And he's got his backpack on his shoulder and he's got his shoes and his rings in his hand. So he, he stepped inside the house so uh, he and his things will be tummy right away, but his clothing will have to leave that for tomorrow. But uh, where we're at right now is is it a halacha Moshe Misinai sizes or no, where they learned from the psukim? If we learn from the psukim, then we got to go back to the drawing board. What was the source of the uh, sukkah being 10?